Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, mentor, coach, and just all around good guy, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, hey, Jim. I'm doing better. That's a nice, those are a nice uh, string of compliments that you just <laughs> gave me. But I'm feeling a lot better about myself. Um, but doing good. Uh, yeah, we got to spend 15 minutes visiting and reflecting on a, a conference yeah. that we got to spend some time together at and just uh, uh, reminiscing about that, how much fun it was and uh, interacting with a lot of people that we love and care about. And so, yeah. yeah, it was really good. And so I, I'm in a good spot today. Good, good. It does my heart good to be with people, you know, <clears throat> the mm-hmm. people I care about and I love people that don't need anything from you. You know, people that you're not their boss, you're you're not their employee, you're just their brother, their their friend. I I loved it too. My soul's full. Right on. Well, speaking of friends, introduce us to our topic today for uh, episode was it two twenty five, right? Two twenty five. Yeah, the ubiquitous need <laughs> for friendship. And uh, uh, as we were talking before we hit the record button, you asked me what that word meant, and yes. Um, uh, it just means all-encompassing, yeah. and I could have said it probably differently, but I love that word. I like saying that word. <laughs> I like saying that word. <laughs> Fun word. Yeah. Yeah. So Universal. The universal. There you go. Right? Yeah. You got Friendship. It. It's huge. Yeah. We've been talking uh, almost exclusively, exclusively this year on the podcast about whole person well-being, and, yeah. uh, you know, we've talked about, we've talked about it. In this way, Jim, we've talked about it in terms of obedience versus preference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about developing a responsible relationship with ourself. Um, we discovered, I discovered, and maybe you already knew this, but it, back in the fall of 2023, I discovered this new rhythm that's really important. It's not a new rhythm. It's just, it was just kind of brought back to the center of my focus, yeah. and that's uh, this this rhythm of our capacity and the demand on that capacity, yeah. and it's yeah. a it's one of those rhythms that's harder to quantify. You have to pay a lot closer attention to it, and um, and yet if we if we uh, don't steward that well, um, we can find ourselves running on empty, uh, being depleted. So today, I'd, I'd like us to continue talking about whole person health by exploring this universal need uh, for friendship. In yeah. Genesis 2.18, we read these words, it is not good for the man to be alone. God spoke yeah. those words about Adam. Uh, and this was before the fall Right. We all know, well, maybe we don't all know, but most of us know that before the fall, Adam had this unhindered relationship with God. He had yeah. the perfect job. He had the perfect place to live. Yeah. He didn't have any sickness, any any of that physical, right. I, I believe, probably no mental or emotional uh, right. deficiency. Yeah. Or, I there's, mean, yeah, there's no IRS. There's no Ohio State football. There's no, right? There's no mother-in-laws. <laughs> It literally is heaven on earth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And in the, uh, some of our, our, our listeners are Ohio State fans. So no offense, oh, Matt, but oh, uh, that's okay. We, we can have an altar call at the end of this if you want. But we can. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's just a reflex. <laughs> 
So in the middle of that perfection, God saw that Adam needed another human yeah. to do life with. Yeah. And I've noticed that when leaders get busy with work, friendship seems to take a back seat. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that's true for me, Jim, and I know it's unhealthy for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it feels like that's the first thing off the list when my schedule gets out of control. Oh, I just yeah. delay. Uh, I'll meet with that yeah. person, this friend. In a couple of weeks, and a couple of weeks sometimes extends. And, and you know, I've come to this conclusion that friendship is not optional. It's not mm -hmm. a luxury. It's not I'll get around to it when life settles down type of yeah. thing. It is yeah. absolutely essential. It's like, it is like food and water. Yeah. To our physical body, friendship yes. is that to our mental and emotional uh, well-being. Yeah. And and when you study the life of Paul, you know, you if you you'll notice he had friends in yeah. the churches yeah. he served. Uh, Romans 16 is a laundry list yeah. uh, of friends. I mean, he uses phrases like Epinetus, my dear friend, and Stachus, mm -hmm. my dear friend. And he yeah. has this list of people that yeah. are he's relationally relationally connected to. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Jesus said to the 12 guys following him. In John 15, I call you friends. So just give me a little bit of feedback. And then I'd like to get yeah. a little bit about what kind of gets in the way uh, of friendship. But I'd like to just hear your your initial thoughts, Jim. Yeah. Um, little, little known facts about my life. Um, part of what I was trained to do and, and did in the military was to interrogate prisoners. So that, that's something I don't talk about very often for obvious reasons. But one of the quickest ways to break somebody down is to isolate them, leave mm -hmm. them alone in silence with their thoughts. The Supreme, the Supreme Court has ruled that, that uh, solitary confinement, unless there's certain conditions met for the prisoner's safety or other prisoner's safety, is, is a form of torture. It, 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 can, it is not allowed. It's, mm -hmm. it's called cruel and unusual punishment. If you ever watch right. these shows where people go off into the Arctic, to survive by themselves as long as they can, what, what is it that breaks them? It's often not a loss of shelter, a loss of food. It's they can't, they can't function anymore alone. They talk to the camera as if it's a friend. Why do we have a volleyball with a bloody handprint on it named Wilson? Um, yeah. we, we are created for community. And outside of community, it seems we, we need the voices beyond the voices in our heads. Um, uh, and even like you said, we Adam alone with God and God's voice in his head. God still said, still said, there's something missing. And maybe it's not, maybe in that instance, it's not that, that Adam was incomplete, but that he was so complete that he needed someone to give himself to. That it mm. was, that was the pain. I, I have, I want someone else to share my life with, and there's no mm. one to share my life with. And God says, that's not good. So whether, whether it's on yeah. the negative end of that or the positive end of that, the result is the same. We need friendship. We need fellowship, relationship. Uh, we are we are wired for it, and we break down emotionally, physically, and spiritually without it. That's right. The Surgeon General uh, came out, and I, I, this this report I think was about a year ago. That I, uh, isolation, loneliness. She used the word loneliness. Loneliness has the same impact on your health as a 15 cigarette a day habit. Yeah, no doubt. Your longevity. Yeah. It, it, and uh, so yeah. it, it's a serious issue. 
I, I think in ministry, it gets ratcheted up more, the challenge of it, especially in the lead pastor role. Uh, we, at the conference we were at, the, uh, the, uh, the guest speaker, the main speaker said, you know, when I was an associate pastor, everybody loved me. You know, I was everybody's yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I became yeah. a lead pastor, man, things changed quickly. And that yeah. was my experience yeah. as well. And I and I most of the guys and gals that are leading in that capacity, when we have this conversation, I said, "Oh yeah, that something yeah. something shifted, and now uh, isolation became a real issue uh, yeah. for for me." So I'd like to talk a little bit about what gets in our way, Jim, as leaders, in, in regards to friendship. I have I think I have three or four things here. The first one is is fear, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, fear of being known. Fear of if I'm known, then I'll get burned, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, but I think it goes beyond that. I think sometimes it's fear we won't get all our work done, fear that we're wasting time. I, yeah. And yeah. and I could go on and on there. I, I, I know this, that every relationship has risk associated with it. But I would argue that isolating ourselves carries risk as well and probably more. More, risk. yeah, yeah. Um, so our purpose, you know, in life is intertwined with people. Um, and I, I would say this, if you get all your work done, but you live in a relational desert, I don't think you're going to get to where God wants you to go. Yeah. You're not going to get to where God wants you to go in your personal life without friendship. I would, I would argue you're not going to get to where God wants you to go in your professional life. Yes. Absolutely. What do you think about this first barrier, Jim, of fear? Yeah. You know, one of the things I missed out on that's fairly common in my peers is Bible college. I went to a, a one-year discipleship program called Master's Commission in Phoenix, and we mm-hmm. formed those relationships. But what you form in a year is not what you form in four years. And, mm-hmm. and it really became a handicap because you know, you it's know. time to find a position or time to speak for the first time someplace or, you know, people that went to college just had that that multi-year connection uh, where they knew each other well, they believed in each other, they gave each other opportunities. And I, I really, as an outsider, had to kind of find my way in as a youth pastor. As a senior pastor, I've been around long enough to do that. But but it was, I, I really envied that. Remember the time and they'd all start laughing and I, I had no stories to associate with that. And I, right. yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that our, I'm dealing specifically with our professional career, um, there are people that open doors for you. And I don't mean that in a, like an ambitious way, like we should use right. people to go where we want, but friends open doors for friends. Friends buy each other lunch. Friends believe in each other's dreams. Friends partner up with other That's people. Right. And it's a, you know, it's collegial. It's a, it's a cohort of believers mm-hmm. believing. And yeah. uh, to some degree, I think there's even a friendly competition in that. And if mm-hmm. one of us falls down and gets bloody, they'll warn the rest of us where not to trip. You know, yeah. it's... You do life together, life is better. You do life on your own. Uh, you're you you're hiding from something. You're hiding from someone. But that mm. you talked about fear. But I, I tell you what, the outcome is certain if you isolate yourself. The outcome is unknown if you connect yourself. You may get hurt, but you may not. I, I've been blessed mm. by far more friends than I've been hurt by, and yeah, I, I run the risk too. of all of them. But I I will mm-hmm. always be lonely if I remain alone. And I may get hurt if I don't remain alone, but far more often than not, I'm not, I'm not hurt by my friends. I'm, I'm tremendously blessed by my friends. It's ubiquitous. Right. 
It's almost ubiquitous. There you go. <laughs> See, you're going to love that word now. You're going to use that all the time. Uh, you know, our, our, the, the speaker at this conference you and I were at uh, said this phrase often, uh, you need a band of brothers, band of brothers. Or, in a band of, or a band of sisters if you're a female. And uh, so I think, I think, you know, overcoming that reluctance, overcoming the, the thought patterns that are telling you this is dangerous. This is, you can't do this. They won't, if people really knew who you were, they won't love you. They won't like you. And man, I'll tell you what, that is from the devil himself. Yeah. So, so I think fear gets in our way, Jim. Busyness gets in our way is that's the second one. Um, You know, I, I think um, leaders, most leaders, not all leaders, but most leaders uh, have too much going on in their work world, yeah. um, and their discretionary time is is a, is very low. And when they think about, man, I got to carve time out of all of that to nurture friendships. Uh, I mean, they think, well, how, where am I going to get that time? How am I going to uh, how how am I going to make that work? And I remember as a busy college student. I went to a school where it was demand. It was a demanding school, Jim. I mean, I was yeah. studying. And I'm not. I'm. This is not meant to brag at all. Just I'm just reporting the news. Yeah. That <laughs> on top of class, I was studying forty to fifty hours a week. Wow. I mean, that's how hard the school was. Right. And and I remember being tempted at times to skip my time with the Lord. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I found out that when I actually, when I re- resisted that temptation, that hardly ever happened. I mean, I think I was able to resist that temptation, but the thought crossed my mind. I got so much work today. I don't have time to spend with the Lord. I found that when I spent yeah. time with the Lord, somehow or another, he multiplied that time back to me yeah, and helped me to be, to, to learn faster and, it was more yeah. productive. I would argue friendship is very similar to that. We think yeah. I don't have enough time. I'm so busy. How can I squeeze this in? And what I would suggest to you is that if you prioritize friendship, you're busy. You're going to be sharper. You're going to be. You're going to have more juice uh, yeah. in order to, to to apply to what you've got on your calendar. What do you, what do you think about that thought or that idea? I, I agree. And I think, you know, that the, the book atomic habits talks about habit mm. stacking. So let's say, man, I, I can go to the yeah. hospital and visit this guy today. I got it. Well, take a friend with you. That, that I, if there's anything better than being visited in, in the hospital by your pastor, it's by your pastor and one of the deacons or yeah. a pastor and another friend. I, it's to, to go do life by yourself because you have all this to do. I, I find that it's better that if you take someone with you, I never go to a conference without somebody. I never go to a speaking engagement without somebody um, because that the driving to wherever I'm driving to, it's better with a friend than it is alone. And, yeah. and being there and sharing that experience and coming back again and kind of reviewing that experience. It's just, you know, who, who goes to eat at a restaurant by themselves? Who goes to a movie by themselves or a sporting event by themselves? And because ministry is a joy so often, not, not always, but Visiting somebody in the hospital and praying with them, that's a joy to me. That's a privilege. Mm-hmm. That's a, I love that. I don't know if they're in the hospital, but I love that I got to visit them in the hospital. Why would you not want to right. share that event with somebody, especially maybe if it's a younger person that has ministry in them? Do you know what an honor that is to be included in a ministry trip with their pastor sure. to go pray for somebody? You know, you'll, 
you'll never preach a sermon more powerful than the time you spend with a young person that feels they have a call to ministry on their life. And you got to you visit with them and say, and, and hey, Jim, why don't you why don't you pray? Well, they're 20 years old and they pray their first prayer out loud for Sister Coleslaw. That's wonderful, yeah. man. You know, that's that's a that's a great moment. So I I don't think we have to do everything we have to do alone. I, I think sorry, it'll be so much better done with with somebody that we're mentoring or discipling or just enjoying. And I think that that's just such a brilliant idea, Jim. That that mm-hmm. takes that takes some of the pressure off, right? Yeah. I, like you can exercise, bring a pa- bring one of your buddies to the gym yeah. with you. It, so incorporate friendship. I remember doing that when I was a youth pastor. We had three kids in the youth group that yeah. liked to lift weights, and I love to lift weights. And uh, <laughs> and we would three times a week we'd lift for an hour and a half. And, wow. and yeah, the lifting was fun, but the laughter and yeah. the things that we talked about, uh, it got, sometimes it was, it was funny and laughter. Sometimes it was deep, but that's yeah. such a great idea, Jim, that we can combine, like we yeah. can stack uh, those, those habits. So that's really yeah. good. I appreciate you bringing that, uh, bringing that up. Here's the third thing I think gets in the way and that's impatience. You kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. I think that deep friendship is cultivated by regular interaction over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time it builds slowly. Um, it's and the rewards are not immediate. Uh, and so I think at times we have this nagging feeling is, is friendship w- worth the effort it takes you know, because I don't mm-hmm. always see results right away. It's like it's like we talk about a farmer never expands, uh, expects to plant on one day and reap the next. You know, and I think friendship is like that, especially deep friendship. Um, I, I believe this that we'll climb as high in life as the depth of our relationships. It's good, and and so yeah. it requires friendship requires patience. Now, yeah. I, our listeners and watchers might be thinking, you know, well, John and Jim, why should I really care about this? I mean, I've, got, I've gotten this far in life without friends. And, and I actually had someone tell me that one time, Jim. Yeah. I mean, and they weren't, they were just matter of fact, I've gotten this far in life without friends, um, yeah. which scared me for this individual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first. And then, uh, and then I, I started to unpack that and I think, wait a minute. Um, I, that can't be true. Yeah. That can't be true. Maybe he forgot. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I, I'd like to give a couple of reasons why I think our listeners and washers should care is that first of all, friendship will significantly impact your health. Yeah. Friendships keep you emotionally full Friends can celebrate victories with you and help bear your burdens. Uh, a shared win is multiplied. A shared burden is automatically cut in half. Um, Mayo Clinic did a, a research study, and I think this is a couple years old now, Jim, and they discovered this, that good friendship can actually extend your lifespan. Mm-hmm. And they think the reason why is that healthy friendships help your body process stress. Um, so that was interesting to me that that I think that's a a reason you should care about it. And then the other reason I think you should care about it is that 
healthy friendships keep you safe. They protect you from, they protect us from lying to ourselves. They, mm -hmm. they keep us safe from the devil's diabolical plan to isolate us and take yeah. us out. You know, God's got a great plan for your life, a wonderful plan for your life. Uh, and the devil has a less than wonderful plan for your life, but it's yeah. every bit as calculated. And that yeah. is to isolate you and destroy you. I believe yeah. that. So yeah. I hope that the, I hope that gives you enough. Um, I don't know what you think about those two reasons, Jim, but I hope that gives enough like, wow, I should really pay attention to this. It's important. What, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I, you talk about the plan the devil has. There's a, we're not ignorant of the devil's schemes. Yeah. And the word schemes is schematos. I might be able to pronounce that wrong, but we, we get our words uh, schematic. It, it is a detailed, from beginning to end, plan to destroy your life. There's this, But yeah. I love the writer says, we're not ignorant. We, we know what it is. And yeah. from right there in the first part of the first book of the first story of mankind, nobody, everybody that's alone has a problem. We put them in community. That's, that's from the very beginning. So there is really, the guy that said, I, I, I got here without ha having any friends. I think my next question would be, who hurt you, man? Do you believe yeah. that? Yeah. Who, who hurt you? That You cannot arrive at an anti, not just not biblical, an anti-biblical conclusion by having reasoned your way to make something totally wrong into something you'd believe to be a strength of yours. Yeah. It's not true. You, who hurt you? Let's, let's figure that out. And then we'll see if we can't rebuild some trust for humanity. But I, I go back to the thought, I, I never eat ice cream by myself. I, I don't want to watch a sporting event alone, get a ticket and go to a game. Like the best things in life are always shared. The difference between yeah. clothes shopping and Christmas morning is giving somebody something and watching the look on their face. We are, we're wired, as you said, to carry each other's burdens, to, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to mourn with those who mourn. And outside of that, we are far, far, far from the programming God has put in our DNA. So I, I enjoy friendship probably as much or more as anybody I know. I, I love, like you just said, we came back from this retreat. So what was the best thing that happened at the retreat? Wonderful speaker, fantastic worship. Uh, but the people, the people yeah. would be my number by far and away. The number one thing I got out of that is I got to see old friends and we got to reconnect and play with each other's kids and see how everybody got fat and bald and gray. And, you know, it just, it's just wonderful to be in the same room because it's, we're all fighting the same fight in different, different boxing rings, but man, to come together, it's just so wonderful. So I, I, I heartily amen this. We all need friends. We all need to be good friends to the people we have. So maybe the homework assignment is reach out to two or three people and tell me you love them. See if that doesn't start a conversation or a lunch date or a phone conversation that'll enrich your life. Quit smoking yeah. 15 cigarettes a day, you know, by yeah. being alone, you know? Yeah. And you, if you're isolated, I promise you right now you're breaking down. I, I promise you it is biology. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it is literally hardwired. If you are isolated right now, you are breaking down to one form or another. So yes. you, you put yourself in the cell, you have the key, you can get out and uh, you can do that pretty simply by reaching out to some friends today and i love it and and i i can hear in the back of my mind some some guys objecting some gals objecting so i don't have anybody that i can i can do that with and i would just say to you get on your knees and ask god to give you friends yeah he knows you need them that's a prayer god is going to answer affirmatively because yeah. uh, he knows you need that that's not a luxury it's not a want it's a need and and then get intentional 
Um, I, I think friendship sometimes happens accidentally, but hardly ever. Um, yeah. Create space on your calendar. I have to do that, Jim. I block out yes. friend appointments. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you like to golf, join a golf league. If you like to bowl, I guess people still bowl, right? Is, do, they? do people do that? I, I think so. I still I see know. bowling alleys around. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, do Habitat for Humanity Project. Um, get intentional. If you live in a small town, friendship might be waiting for you in another town. Yeah. It might be. Um, and let me, uh, one last thought, Jim, and I'd like you to wrap this up. Friendship's not a matter of choice. It's a matter of obedience. I want to bring it down to that yeah. level. Yeah. It's a matter of obedience. And, uh, and so we urge you to pay attention to your ubiquitous need <laughs> for friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I, again, you know, I, I love that you facilitate huddles so people can become friends. You, you know, you are a good yeah. friend, John. And I, we started our friendship. I was one of your clients. You were my coach. And, mm -hmm. and I, it's, it's a treasure now, our friendship to both of us, I believe it's, it's a gift from yeah. God. Um, I wrote something down the other day talking about, you know, making sure that these people have a place in my life. And yours was one of the five names on mm -hmm. that list. Like Thank always, you. because if, if, uh, is people have to be close enough to you. You talk about protecting us. Like if you can't correct me, you can't protect me. If I'm this mm -hmm. guy on the stage and I'm this voice and I'm this face and I'm this, you know what I mean? But we, we need people to say, Hey, you got a little, you got a little something right here, you know? And, <laughs> and then we'll lick their finger and get it off for you. Almost that, almost that much, yeah. you know, that's where we prosper. We grew the most when we were children and families and, and we'll grow the most as men and as women when we're, you know, men and women and families, that's what we need. Yeah. So God gives us friends that are sometimes even closer than our biological families. And that's, right. those are gifts. So thanks for being a gift. And I, I would say this to those that are watching and listening as we close up our time today, again, it's sometimes, you know, the Bible says, if you want to have friends, there's a formula for that. Here it is. You ready? Be friendly. Yeah. So start the conversation, invite the lunch. I'll see you at the coffee house, go to the group, be a part of the retreat. You know, you're part of a cooperative yeah. fellowship, cooperate fellowship. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these are, that's what we're here to do is to facilitate these things and converge. You know, maybe it's like, I, I did that and I got hurt. And I don't know how to get out of that cycle of doubt or fear. Mm -hmm. Like converge can help. We, we can coach yep. you through that. And, and um, I, I'll be honest with you. If you don't have a single friend, somebody said this the other day, I don't want to have a count. I don't want to pay a counselor a hundred dollars an hour to be my friend. A good counselor though, should teach you how to be a good friend and lead you towards those relationships. So if we're in this position where you're like, I just don't have any friends, give us a call. It's a half hour. It's free. And we'd love to have that conversation with you to kind of begin the, I think we'll ask you some questions that you can answer and begin your journey in this area. But it's so important. And uh, we would love to invest that time. So God bless you, our dear watchers and listeners. Um, ConvergeCoach.com. There's the connect link. Hit it. And we'll be on the phone with you, us, them, somebody soon. Uh, one of the members of the team will be getting out, reach out to you real quick. And we love you. God bless you. Keep going as you continue to lead from alignment.